This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Guys, we want to welcome you again. Thank you for, uh, thank you for being here this morning. We want to welcome all the folks watching online. We've got a few on there this morning watching live with us. Thank you for, uh, for joining us, even though you couldn't be here with us this morning. We thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning. Um, yes, today is Mother's Day. Turn to, turn to a lady or a, actually a female around you and say Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> May not be a mother yet. But you don't have to be a biological mother to be a mother to somebody. Is that not true? Mother's Day serves as a reminder, reminding us to honor our mothers, whether you have natural children or not. And um, guys, this is, a, this is a special day for us because I don't remember the last time, I don't think there's ever been a Mother's Day where we had both of our mothers in, uh, in service with us. And so we have both of our moms here. And can y'all bear with us for just a second? We want to honor them right quick. And uh, our girls are hiding in the closet. And Aaron would be involved, but he is running the camera this morning. Aaron, you can just wave at everybody. Yeah. So, Happy Mother's Day. Kind of like Rob said, um, as we were preparing this message today, um, in case you don't know, surprise, Rob and I are doing it together, so um, that'll be fun. Let's see if we can keep it within the time frame when you have two people, two preachers trying to preach. All right, so anyways, we're talking about Mother's Day, and um, you know, I really felt like we should show honor to both of our moms here, and so bear with me too. I'm a little emotional today, but I will get through it. Wow, we haven't started. I know. <laughs> how it goes. Um, and so Rob and I sat down this week and wrote some things together. And so we give you two flowers, but we also have some words for you guys. We want to address, we want to address both of you. And so, um, so Wendy, <laughs> um, I want to personally thank you for always being there and you've never left us or turned your backs on us. Um, even in moments when you didn't fully understand where we were going, what we were doing, what our decisions, what are, what are they doing? You were always there. And um, we've seen us, we've seen you love us because family is the most important thing to you. And um, you love spending time with your family. And we've seen that. We love how you've blessed your family. And um, we've never forgotten it. You've modeled that. And we want to be the same to our kids. And so, in continuation with that, I don't know if I can look at you. I'm going to read. Mom. <laughs> In continuation, you know, Rob and I are thanking both of you for your unconditional love and fellowship and agree with everything that Rob said there. But, you know, also those times when you've posted on Facebook about how proud you are of, um, goodness gracious, of me, don't hug me, that makes it worse, um, of me and our kids, um, those times when you've comforted me throughout, oh my goodness, I'm 40-something, I'll have a birthday this week. I'll fill in the something later. Um, when things seemed rough and you would listen and you'd give advice, um, and also something that you've shown me is um, how to love others and how to love them well. Mom? <laughs> <laughs> um, you obviously, you've 
always been there. Uh, and, um, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me the most, um, I remember, remember the day y'all pulled out, y'all dropped me off at Christ for the Nations there in Dallas. Y'all were driving that big RV of, of uh, our grandparents. And, um, and I, I know that you were boo-hooing and I was going, I'm on my own! <laughs> and, but you know that I, what I recognized, and I don't know that I fully appreciate at the time, that has stuck with me and, and comes back to me on a regular basis, is um, you were so for me that your mom, just a short time earlier, had passed away. And you gave me all of that little and that you had so that I could go on and be who God called me to be. And I thought, what, what sacrifice? And I appreciate it more now than I did then. And um, you have always been there. And, and even I've noticed through this transition in the church, you've been very careful in as far as honoring us and everything else, uh, even though I know it hadn't been the easiest thing for you. And um, it doesn't go unrecognized. And um, you, uh, you continue to take care of things around here that we don't even know about. And uh, you've, you've never, you don't drop the ball. And I love you. Ellen, ha, you get me now. Um, thank you for always loving me. This is so hard. <laughs> for loving Rob, for loving our kids, for taking care of my kids and our dogs. <laughs> when we had to work, when we wanted to take a vacation, when we just wanted to get out of town. For doing my laundry <laughs> when I got behind or I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I love laundry, let me do it. I finally was like, okay, you can do it. Um, you've always been there. You've always been a willing, always available to help with whatever is needed. And um, I love something that you say so often is, you need something? And, and that's because you truly want to help. And that goes, I just love you. Thank you. We're not even a we, quarter wave there. We've got a lot more to go. We Let's better keep move. going. All right. Next thing, thank you for showing me grace when I did not deserve it. Mom, sometimes it was easier to take my frustrations out on you instead of maybe on you instead of anybody else. And that's because you loved me limitlessly. I need a tissue. And um, unconditionally. There were times when I was a brat to you. Yes, y'all, that's true. Um, when I was thank selfish. You. When I was rude, <laughs> like that, blowing my nose in front of everybody, very ladylike, um, and unkind. I remember those middle school years um, being a big challenge, um, <laughs> when you're like, I'm glad you're stepping for the Lord, because if not, this would be hellacious. Um, but you still loved me for that, and I'm forever grateful. And, Mom, I was thinking again, um, as a young person, even sometimes... As an adult, um, I haven't always recognized the experience and the wisdom of your life like I should. And um, I apologize for that. Thanks for continuing to be in there and never giving up because I am still growing up. <laughs> I, I, I don't begin to know anything. So, um, and, and really, the two of you, um, do, I think that you both gave us a confidence that we could do whatever God called us to do. We could be whatever God called us to be. And, um, and you both supported us in our calling to full-time ministry. And uh, we are here because of the two of you. And, you know, along with that, you know, Mom, I know it, 
us going into full-time ministry, you know, there were those, those questions and thoughts of, well, I know that doesn't pay a whole lot. You know, how are you going to make ends meet? And, you know, wondering how will they ever make it financially. And so I just want to say thanks for supporting me emotionally through awkward times. Thank you for sacrificing not only your time to help me when I've had different problems, when I've had different struggles, for always caring. Thank you for supporting me um, financially, not only through college, but and beyond. You still bless not only us, but our kids and this church in so many different ways. And then what I was saying a minute ago to you, Mom, I, you know, you've always been there, and, and you and Dad both sacrificed so that your sons would have a better life than you had. And uh, I, think, I think we both recognize, uh, recognize that. And, you know, as we get older, the more we realize um, how much you've done for us and how much you continue to do every day. And so the last thing, and I think this is probably the most important thing that we could possibly say to you guys, is um, thank you so much for instilling a love for God in us. Um, it's still my turn. I know. <laughs> um, and this, we agree, this is, we're, I'm saying it, but it's for both of you. You know, thank you for making us go to church. Mm-hmm. Thank you for showing us what it looks like to have a relationship with the Lord. Mom, thank you as a middle schooler taking me to a women's aglow mother-daughter thing where I got filled with the Spirit and my life was forever changed. God began to speak to me then in ways he never had. My prayer life changed. And so thank you. Thank you for serving as a youth leader when it was inconvenient. When um, if my brother's watching, he would embarrass you. We can save that story for another time when he pulled her shorts down in front of everybody. Yeah, not me, my brother. Not me, my brother. Um, (laughs) But and then on a more serious note, thank you for um, making me wear pantyhose. To church. On, to church on Sunday mornings and on Wednesday nights to youth when my friends were wearing pants. Um, just kidding. I could have done without that part, and I don't have them on today. <laughs> well, we thank you both for demonstrating to us what it means to be a child of God. Um, we are who we are because of your examples and your prayers and your generous hearts. We're forever grateful. And here's reality. It doesn't end with us. You know, we're guys, our kids. And... Um, you know, uh, you know, our children benefit from you guys and, and what you gave us and instilled um, as well. And I believe that God gives you credit for that and uh, for the generations to come as well. And so we love and appreciate you both. All right. Pray for mamas now. Sure. Uh, let's just let's just pray for the pray for the mothers in here right quick this morning. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that in this nation we have a day set aside to remember our mamas. Just as we saw in the video, Lord, we know that Jesus always took care of his mother. She was always there in his mind. Lord, the way that you honored her, we choose to honor not only our mothers, but those around us who are mothers as well, those who are mothers-to-be those who are spiritual mothers. God, you gave them a grace to be who you called them to be. And we are grateful. We thank you for it. And Lord, as as some still have young children, some have children to come, whatever else, I pray, Lord, that you would be their confidence and that you would be their strength. They would know that they've got what it takes, not because of who they are, but because of who you are. 
that you would lead and guide every mother in here in, with, with your wisdom. I thank you that you've given them the mind of Christ. Lord, direct them in moments when they're not even sure if they're a good mother. Lord, be there. Holy Spirit, be that still, small voice in their life. Lead them and guide them so that they can truly raise up their children in the ways of the Lord. We thank you for each one. Bless them. May they abound in your grace and your love. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Amen. And just so all you know, all you ladies, so if you're female and you're in this place today, when you leave service, and we've got cake pops for you guys as you leave today. So make sure you get you a cake pop as you leave, and that's just a little treat to hold you over before you have lunch. So um, yes, yes. So we need to run along. So let's, uh, let's get on with it. As you saw at the end of the video, in, um, in, honor, of, in honor of Mother's Day, we're going to talk about honor. honor. Somebody say honor. Honor. What is honor? The word honor that we read in the Bible generally comes from the Hebrew word kavod. And it simply means value. It means worth. It means weight. Somebody say weight. Weight. I talked about this, I don't remember which message it was, I think beginning of last year, I talked about the weight of something. And what is the weight that you put on something, the value, how weighty is it? So we talk about honor, but if we talk about dishonor, to dishonor is to take something lightly. It means you don't give it the weight and the value that it deserves, right? So Mother's Day, or let's just say honoring. Honoring may be difficult for you because there may be people in your life you feel like don't deserve honor. Anybody in here feel like there's people in their lives that do not deserve honor? Y'all are lying. <laughs> well, some are doing it proud. <laughs> Many times we feel like there's people in our lives that don't deserve honor because of the way that they've treated us. And so we're talking about what is honor. Um, honor begins with God's claim on them. All right, so who we are honoring, it's with God's claim on them. Honor is never about how you see a person. It should be about how God sees them. It should be about how God sees them. You know, and here's the cool thing. God can see every person in their complete depravity, which is the lowest of low, full of sin, right? But then at the same time, he can see them with their complete dignity of who he's called them to be and who he wants them to be. God can see everything that you have done, but he can also see all that you can become. He can see all your failings, but at the same time, he can see all of your potential. And so we've got to make sure that as we are honoring individuals, that we are seeing them as God sees them, as the best and not in their sin. So to me, the greatest example of this is our children. Now, I'm not talking about my children specifically. I would never do that. Um, uh, I will later. Just get ready. But we think about our kids. Hopefully, every parent here would agree that you hope the best for your children, right? Yeah. Don't we? We hope the best for our kids. We hope that they love God and they love others and they love us. Our kids aren't perfect, just like we aren't perfect, right? Our kids let us down, just like we let our parents down. So when this happens, we still love them because we have a vision inside of who they can be. You ever seen a parent berating their children? Usually it's like at the grocery store. Lord Jesus, Walmart. 
You ever seen a parent chewing out their kid? And, I mean, you were tempted to intervene because the parent was yelling at him and saying, I'm done with you. You're an idiot. So stupid. What's wrong with you? We've got to, in those moments, we've got to see the potential in our kids. They've got to understand that in their utter failings, that we love them as what they've ever loved them before. And that's not going to change. Not because of what they've done, because of who they are and who they can be. So I've got a little example. Rob said he wasn't going to talk about his kids, so I will. And um, I got permission to share these stories. And surprisingly, it's not going to be about Aaron today. So are y'all ready for some Lauren and maybe Madison stories? So last Sunday morning, um, getting ready for church, and Lauren and I are usually the first two up on Sundays. She's got to be here a little bit earlier. And um, she, we got a new puppy. If you guys haven't seen, we've got a little puppy running around. How many of you guys know puppies take a lot more attention, right, in time? So... Um, the puppy was under Lauren's supervision, right? So the next thing I know is I walk into the kitchen and our puppy is running down the stairs and begins running around with a hairbrush in his mouth. And I'm like, Lauren, what is the dog doing with a hairbrush in their mouth? And my lovely daughter, her response is, well, he wanted mine, so I gave him errands. And so my response was, what are you thinking? That is so stupid. You know, we're trying to teach this dog not to chew on everything, right? You, you give them a toy they're allowed to chew on. And so I said those words. I said, that was so stupid. Now, something we've always made a rule in our house is that we never call someone stupid, but we can call an action stupid, right? But even in that moment, I kind of had that little Holy Spirit on the inside go, uh-uh-uh-uh. Shauna, was that the best way to word that? I'm like, ugh, okay, God. And so I was like, Lauren, I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings or the way that that came across. Would you please forgive me? And she's like, oh, I'm good. It didn't bother me. Um, so that's one example. One other quick example, because I got in permission to share this as well, and I think some of you might can relate to this, because we're talking about seeing the best in a poor situation, right? And so several months ago, here's Madison's turn. A um, couple months ago, I was actually at the gym get a phone call, miss it. Um, it's important to get like a little buzz on my watch. And um, it's Madison. So I, in class, I'm like, I better run out. This is important. And um, here were her words. Mom, I was just in an accident. Yeah, everybody's, oh. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, but you know, a lot of times the parent's response would be, is the car okay? What happened? What were you doing? What, you know, and my first response is, are you okay? Right? Second response is, do you need me there? Fortunately, she'd already got a hold of her daddy, and her daddy was on the way. Here's the point, y'all. Things happen. Things are stressful. Things can be inconvenient. Things can cost money. But let's show value in that situation. It wasn't, right. what were you doing? Why did this happen? Were you being careless? Were you on your phone? Were you? No. It was, are you okay? It's just a thing, and we can move on, right? I think I asked her if she was on her phone. <laughs> The officer asked. The officer asked. Hey, guys, this is called the doctrine of glorification, if you've ever heard of this. If you've been through Bible school, you may have heard of the doctrine of glorification. The whole idea is that one day we'll all stand before God made perfect, right? How awesome will that be? But here's the thing. God chooses to see you that way today. We won't be made perfect until eternity, but God chooses to see you that way today through the blood. Romans 8.30 
says, and those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. And hopefully you guys are following along. You got a note sheet that was in your service guide. You can follow along on that if you want to. But here's the thing. God chooses everyone. God chooses you. He calls us, calls us, he justifies us, he sees us as glorified. He sees us made perfect before we ever get there. And if God sees us that way, guess what? We should see the people around us that way as well. That's how we at Church of the Harvest, that's how we try to see every person. We try not to look at what you've done. It's what God's put in you and what you can become. Honor begins with seeing people the way that God sees them. Amen? Amen. So the next thing we've got to understand about honor is that honor is given. Honor is given. Um, I'm not going to wait for you to deserve honor. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Now, let me, (laughs) you guys will probably have a lot of opportunities even today to maybe give honor to somebody um, that maybe you don't feel deserves it. But we as Christians need to make sure that we give it to them anyway. You have to make that choice that you are going to give honor anyways. And so an example of this is um, actually in 1 Peter. Um, Peter, before we read this, Peter wrote this by the Holy Spirit when the religious leaders and the government leaders were not good people. So what we're about to read, he wrote when those in leadership and even the pastors of the day, the religious ones, weren't doing so good, all right? So let's read this. 1 Peter 2, verse 13 through 17, it says, submit yourselves. Now I'm going to add this in right here, not because they deserve it, all right? Submit yourselves, not because they deserve it, for the Lord's sake to every human authority. For whose sake? The Lord's sake. Whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors or those sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to condemn those who do right. For it is... Commend. Commend. Thank you. um, For those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Now let me just add right here. This isn't by posting on social media... This isn't by putting something on Facebook. This isn't by tweeting something. This isn't on Instagram. It's showing honor. We live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. And then how do we do this? Verse 17, show proper respect to who? Everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God and honor the king. It gets me there that it says honor the king. Because... The king during that time, the emperor, he was a bad dude. And he ends that, Peter ends that by saying, honor the king. Let me make this clear. Peter did not have to obey the king or the emperor's ungodly commands. Reality is he didn't even have to like him. He did have to honor him. What does this mean? He had to add weight and value and honor to the position of the king. In the same way, as I was talking about a little while ago, you might have had a terrible mother. Please don't raise your hand. You might have had a terrible mother. However, well, let me say, in the midst of that, you may feel like she deserves no honor. But in the midst of that, 
honoring her is still important. So much so that we know close to the beginning of the book, it was made one of the Ten Commandments. Honor is important. You don't have to affirm her. You don't have to affirm her actions or her past or the decisions that she's made. But we are commanded to honor her. And how many of you would agree that we have all but lost the culture of honor that we used to have in the United States? Yeah. Back in the day, if somebody entered a room, everyone stood up and looked them in the eyes and greeted them. Back in the day, men were in the room and a lady walked in. The men stood up and offered the lady their chair, right? You would open the door. You would prefer others. You would let them in ahead of you. We used to have more of a culture of honor, uh, but things have certainly changed. And so why show honor? You know, we kind of defined a little bit what honor is. Why should we show honor? And something we've got to recognize is that how you treat people is very important. How you treat people is very important. You know, the Bible says fools despise relationships, and relationships are an important thing. And how many would rather have a healthy relationship than a sick relationship, right? And so right here, you know, what does despise mean? Despise means to be in contempt of, to scorn, to disdain, or to consider worthless and unworthy of honor. And so I've got a point here that honor is one relational principle that will change your life. Showing honor is something that relationally can change your life if you choose to do it. Let's look what the Bible says right here about a wife of noble character. Um, Proverbs 31, 31, and I'm going to read this in um, the Passion Translation. I love how it says it. It says, go ahead and give her the credit that is due, for she has become a radiant woman, and all her loving works of righteousness, or we could say the way that she honors, deserves to be admired at the gateways of every city. And kind of like Rob said just a moment ago, you know, we live in the South. And what is the South known for? Hospitality. Hospitality, right? Maybe with their actions, maybe with their words to their face, but then what do they do behind their back, right? And so we don't want to be that one that shows something here but in their heart, there is something completely different. So, you know, we've got to make sure, you know, society may be changing, and it is. I mean, I think people get more confident in showing dishonor publicly than they do honor. It's like, well, I want to tear them down. I want to show where they're wrong instead of actually building up individuals, instead of showing honor, instead of showing encouragement. You know, we as a society, you know, feel that we have the right Social media, politics, you know, have helped contribute to that. You get to put your opinion out there. But um, I believe that honor truly needs to come back to our culture today. So here's the thing with honor. Like we were talking about, you know, giving before. Honor benefits me. Anybody in here a me? Somebody say me. Me. Honor benefits me. You know, I believe that honor is not so much for the person receiving, on the receiving end of the honor. I believe it's more so for the person giving the honor. Um, I believe it has more of an effect on us than it does them. The way you treat your boss or your spouse or your governmental leaders or your family, here's something I want you to understand. To the degree that you honor them determines how much you can receive from them. Does this make sense? To the degree that you honor them determines the degree to which you can receive from them. So an example of that. How many of you remember in Mark chapter 6, Jesus' ministry is 
is cooking. And in Mark chapter 6, he goes back to his hometown. Right? He goes back, and what's it say? You got the Son of God in all his glory. He's there. He's been doing great miracles, raising the dead. And he walks back into his own hometown. It says that he could do very little there. Why? Because he wasn't recognized with honor. He was ordinary. He was the carpenter's boy from down the street. There was no honor. Because they didn't give him the honor that was due, they could not receive from him. He could have turned that town upside down. He could have healed every sick person there. But he couldn't, it couldn't happen. The people couldn't receive because they didn't honor Ephesians 6, verses 2 and 3 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. So, is there anybody here that didn't have a father or mother? Nope. Yeah. We all had an, a father or a mother, and it says to honor, so that means to add weight, to add value to that relationship, to that position, to your father, to your mother. And this is another one of those commands that comes with a promise. If we do it, if we give honor, it comes back to you. If you honor them, things will go well for you. If you honor them, you will live a long life. The command has a promise attached to it. It doesn't say to honor them if they were a good parent to you. It doesn't say to honor them if you felt like they made good decisions. You don't have to obey or even agree with them. But you do have to show honor. Another example. When you're in a courtroom and you're standing before the judge, you call him what? Your honor. honor. Now, what if you've heard all kinds of stuff about this judge and he's been in the news and he's been caught in some compromising situations and he's not somebody of great character? Now, if you're called into the courtroom before this guy, what do you call him? Your honor. You better call him your honor, even if he's a person of zero character. We call him your honor because we recognize and we honor the position. Let me say one more thing. You know, something that maybe we as parents sometimes like to say to our kids when they tell us, well, I just don't feel like I'm respected. And we say, respect is earned, right? Honor's not. Respect is earned. Honor is given. In Romans chapter 12, verse 10, it says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. And then look at this, the way it reads in the um, Passion Translation. It says, be devoted to tenderly loving your fellow believers as many, of, as many as members of your family. Okay, here's my part I like. Try to outdo yourselves in respect and honor for one another. I think I need to add that to my prayer list. I don't succeed all the time. <laughs> Maybe most of the time. To respect and honor, to outdo. So that's something you intentionally do towards others. And so, um, you know, we've been talking about honor. We've talked about the importance of it. Um, And so right now what we want to do is we actually want to give you three ways to honor someone. So we've kind of talked about the importance. So what does that look like? How do we show honor to somebody that we do respect? How do we show honor to someone that maybe we don't respect? How do we show honor to a stranger? Because it 
honor goes with all of these. And so the first thing is, is that we can prioritize them. So what does that mean? When we're giving honor to someone, it's putting someone else before yourself. Let them go before you. You know, how many of you have lunch plans today to maybe go to a restaurant? All right, so maybe about half of you. You know, you're going to want to get in there really fast, right? You want to hurry up and get that reservation. Beat the, beat the church crowd. Beat the church crowd. Get there quick. But let's say an elderly person's in front of you. Are you going to whip in in front of them real fast so you can get your name on that list? Or are you going to be like, I'm going to show honor. Let me get the door for you. Go right ahead, knowing that it may take them three minutes to get to the stand. And if you're going to a buffet, maybe knowing that it'll take them a lot longer to get their plate before you. <laughs> and you're hungry, and you're hungry now. Guys, that's an example of showing honor, putting somebody before yourself, your needs, and your wants. Um, how about this one, opening the door for somebody. You know, Rob mentioned a while ago about like a man, you know, giving up his chair or opening the door. Um, open the door for people, y'all. No, go right ahead. You know, think of other people. Um, and I love this one. Um, so give a hug. I might appreciate this. Um, because it's something you said this morning. Give a hug or say a kind word to somebody if that ain't your love language. You guys know what I'm saying there? You're like, I don't do hugs. Well, you know what? Maybe that person needs that hug, and you need to forget about your insecurities and how you feel and hug that person. Maybe you don't normally give words of affirmation. You're like, I don't do that. That don't come easy. I'll, I'll give them a gift. But you know that words mean a whole lot to them. Get over yourself, be uncomfortable, and give them honor with your words. That's just a couple of examples. And what I thought about before we go on to the next point is, um, what about honoring the Lord? It's another thing. I, I think that in losing the culture of honor today, I think that much of the church has lost its culture of honor toward God. Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the fruit, first fruits of your crops. Now, this scripture is read a lot when it comes offering time. But, but let me tell you, you guys have done this today. How many of you would have loved to sleep in today? I ain't going to lie. I would love, I'd love an opportunity to sleep in. But you know what? You've given your first. You've given the first of the week. You've gotten out. You got up. You got out of bed. Hopefully you got dressed. Hopefully you brushed your teeth. And you got yourself to church. Why? Because we prioritize God. We honor him by putting him first. You've made him more valuable in your life. We do this with our time. And the Message Bible, Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and give him the best. Maybe you've never really had a quiet time before. Maybe you're in a time that's stressed out. Let me, let me throw this out to you. Try getting up 15 minutes earlier. Start your day by just talking to the Lord for a minute. Start your day when you open your eyes and say, Good morning, Lord. Thank you for another day. She kept me breathing through the night. Thank you for another day of life. Thank you for all that you've done for me. Thank you for a day that I can rejoice and be glad. Can you imagine? I imagine that puts a smile on the face of the Father when we prioritize him and we put him first. But anyway, with that, as a people of God, we are required. I mean, we are called to prioritize people and to be a people of honor. And one of the ways that we do that is by putting others first. All right, so say prioritize them. Prioritize them. All right, the second one we're going to say is praise them. 
How do you guys know that honor has a language? Language is words, right? The things that come out of our mouth, those things that we speak. You know, we've got to make sure that we praise people with our words. We've got to encourage people with our words. And our face needs to match our words. <laughs> um, you're like, oh, good morning. So glad. Let's say church. Good morning. I'm so glad you're here. I'm, uh, love you, sister. And they walk on by, and then you're like, ooh, girl, did you see what she was wearing? Ooh, help her. Okay. We need to be a people of praise where our true heart matches our words. Because you know what? God sees and hears and knows the things that we speak in our thoughts. You know, we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. Be quick to repent. Sorry, I had that bad thought, God. They're yours. My bad. Let's move on, right? But you want to make sure that your words in front of people match up what you say when they're not there right? We want to praise them because um, God knows the truth. Um, anyways, James 3, 9 through 10, it says, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. So when we think about this, I mean, like I say, we, we live in this society today where we just love to speak our mind and speak out against people and, and all these different things. But let me ask you, how do you feel when you hear somebody maybe across the room or wherever it may be, and you hear them talking badly about your children. It don't make you feel all special and, and giddy inside, does it? Imagine how God feels when we speak against others because they're all his kids. Imagine God's heart when we're speaking against other people. She just mentioned that honor has a language. Honor is a, is a language. So what are the words that are coming out of your mouth? Maybe... You're in the car, and somebody cut you off. What is it that you say? What is it that you think? What is it that's in your, that's in your heart? I, I, remember, um, I remember years ago, I remember Pastor Kirk Pankratz. He's still part of our apostolic covering here as a church. I remember him talking about after a long day, him coming home and walking into the house, and his wife Nancy had the TV on on a Christian station. There's a preacher on, and he said he had never liked that preacher didn't like the way he did things, and he immediately just kind of smirked and, and shook his head as he walked in, and he said the Holy Spirit, he, he just heard the Holy Spirit speak to him and said, you have a problem with my creation? Said, I'm sure the guy didn't have it all right, this guy on TV. But God takes it personally, especially when we talk about somebody else in the body of Christ. Man, there's nothing worse than the church speaking against the church. Man, we curse each other. We're cursing our very own body that we're a part of. We've got to watch the words that we're speaking. People give us reasons every day not to honor them, and you have a decision to make in that moment. We have to decide to honor people with our words. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 and 30, it says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Am I the only one in here this morning that maybe God's convicting you a little bit? Are you guilty of dishonoring, maybe saying things, things coming out? The words coming out aren't praise of God's creation. You know, guys, I just want to commit before you, and hopefully you'll commit with me today that, you know, I'm not going to let any dishonoring word or attitude come out of my mouth from here forward. God, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to talk poorly of your creation. How many of you guys know it grieves God? When we do that, when we speak against God's creation, 
Um, how many of you guys know it grieves God? And how many of you know that it um, grieves the Holy Spirit? And it's harder for the Holy Spirit to work in us when the Holy Spirit's grieved, right? And so we've got to repent. God, I'm sorry. And how many need the Holy Spirit more than ever? I do. So let's not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let's be quick to repent. Let's quick to get our heart right and say, okay, God, let's move forward. Let's show honor. So prioritize them, praise them. And then last thing, number three, is protect them. Protect them. Here's the thing. Whatever it is that we value in our life, we protect. Isn't that true? If you value it, you protect it. You ever seen a mama bear and her cubs? Lord have mercy. Better not mess with that. We did, so you know, a year and a half ago, we did a Canada trip up there canoeing. But the trip before that, we, uh, we were up there, and uh, we had a, a gentleman who's not a part of our church uh, anymore. Um, but he, uh, he was on that, this trip. We're up there in the middle of nowhere. Didn't see another soul for five, six days. And, um, and all of a sudden, we're, we, had, we had gotten over on the land. We're over there. We're walking around. And all of a sudden, I hear him yell, hey, look, it's a bear. And we look over there, and about 25 feet away from him, is a mama bear with a cub. And I yelled. I was like, shut up. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you don't mess with the mama bear and the cubs because she values that cub and she's going to protect it. She's going to tear you in half. This is how we should feel about each other in the body of Christ. This is how we as a church feel about you. Guys, as the staff we go before the Lord and we pray for you guys every day. And, you know, we come against the enemy. And we say, enemy, you don't have a right to these people's lives. They belong to the Most High God. No weapon formed against them shall prosper. They're blessed going in and they're blessed coming out. We protect it because we, we protect you guys because we value you. Um, in the Bible, how many of you remember... How many of you remember the story of Noah? They got off the ark, and they're starting this new life, and Noah gets this idea to plant a vineyard. A little while later, his, one of his sons comes in, finds them all drunk and naked. Awesome, huh? And his son mocks him, laughs at him, goes out and tells the other brothers. Guys, that's not honoring or protecting. But we see an illustration of that honoring and protecting in what the other two sons did. They went in, says they walked into the tent backwards carrying a honor. was no nakedness because they were determined to bring him honor. Was Noah right? No, he wasn't right. He was being a fool. But his sons honored him in that moment. They protected his weakness. They didn't cover up his sin because we can't cover up sin. Only the blood of Jesus can do that. But we can't cover weakness. And I, I think that should be our goal. Just something, kind of an application there. You know, a lot of you guys in here have maybe come to Rob and I, Rob and I or the different pastors and elders at times. Um, and maybe you've exposed one of your sin issues or weaknesses, right? What do we do with that? Do we put it up on Facebook and put out the list? Here's the sin of everybody in the church. No, <laughs> we don't, do we? We come alongside and say, okay, we're here with you to help you. Let's overcome this. Let's, let's not let this sin 
determine who you're going to be, but let you become an overcomer, right? And so that example is, yes, there was sin there, but they protected the person, but then they try to, we as believers need to come along and help people when they have sin issues, when they have things that aren't going wrong, when they do dishonorable acts, when they do things that disobey the Lord. And so I just encourage you guys, you know, don't be that person like picture, they did what? You've done it. It may look a little different, right? But let's not be judgy. Let's not be judgy. Let's give honor. Let's protect. Let's help them be who God's called them to be. Right here in John 7, 18, it says, Whoever speaks in their own, in their own does so to gain personal glory. But he who speaks the glory of the one who sent him is a man of truth. There is nothing false about him. Guys, we need to speak what the word says, not what we think. Every time that you honor, something is happening on the inside of you. I hope you guys get this. Today's message isn't for the person on the receiving end. Yes, it's great when we are honored, but you know what? As believers, our goal today, for this Rob's been doing a message, be that individual to give honor even if you feel honors not due. Because as Rob's been doing a message on being the hands and feet of Christ, how many of you know that as we honor, who's that going to turn people to? to Christ. When they see you give honor to that boss when they are doing awful, they're going to be like, "Mm, what's different about you? And you can then, it's because of God. It's because of what he's done in my life. It's because God loves that individual. So what can you do? What can you do in your life to show more honor? Maybe you have no plans today to talk to your mom. Well, maybe you need to pick up your phone. Maybe you need to give her a call regardless of the history, regardless of the way she's treated you in the past. Maybe you could say something to your boss. Tell him that you honor and appreciate him. Even if you don't agree with the way he runs things, the way he does things, maybe you could honor him. Maybe if you're a student, maybe your schools, maybe, maybe if you're a teacher, your principal. But we've got to try to show honor in every possible way and see how it betters your life as well as those around you. I've got a statement here. I want you to listen says, the more I value something, the more I can value from it. Let that sink in a moment. The more I value something, the more I can value from it. The more I can value my job, the more I can value from my job. The more I value my church, the more I can value from my church. The more I value God, the more I value from God. Point is, we need to be a people of honor. If we claim to be followers of Jesus, how many of you would agree that we need to do a better job at honor, at honoring people? Amen? Guys, we need to wrap things on up. I know some of you have got some lunch reservations and you've got plans with the family and different things, but let's stand up. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up right quick and we're going to wrap up quickly this morning, but just stand up with us. Give, it, give us about three or four more minutes if you would. As the worship team comes up, I'm just going to ask everybody to bow their heads right quick. Two things. Number one, with every head bowed, if you find yourself in a place today and you recognize that you don't value God the way that you should, maybe you recognize that you have not surrendered your life to the King of Kings, that Jesus is not Lord of your life. If that's you, with every head bowed, I'm not going to embarrass you or call you out. If that's you and you would say, you know what, I need to surrender. I need to put more value. I need to put more weight on God in my life. If that's you, lift up your hand. Let me see this morning. 
Who in here would say, I need to surrender my life to Jesus? All right. We're going to pray together in just a moment. With your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is who the Bible says he is, that you will be saved. There's a couple steps in that. The Bible says that we repent, that we choose to do things his way, that we choose to turn away from our sin, and we choose to follow him with all that we are. We lay down our life. We choose to be crucified with Jesus. We, pick, we picture Jesus all the time up on that cross, but picture yourself up on that cross with Jesus too because when you surrender your life to him, you are crucified with him. And the Bible says it's no longer you who lives, but it's now Jesus who lives through you. So that means that you surrender. You say, God, I'm done. My life is over. My life is yours now. I'm going to allow you to speak through me, to touch through me, to love through me. I'm going to allow you to direct me. I choose to be your hands and feet. And we're going to pray a prayer. As I say every week, don't focus so much on the prayer as much as the position of your heart. The words don't save you. It's that position of surrender and repentance before him. If you pray this prayer and you mean it with all your heart, the Bible says you become a new creation. The old has passed away and all things become new. Let's pray together. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. When I was lost in my sin, when I was without a hope, Jesus came and laid down his life for me. He took my sin and my shame and my guilt and he took it to the grave. His blood washed me clean. And now I can stand free. My relationship with the Father restored. So today, Jesus, I confess you as Lord of my life. I believe you are who you say you are. I believe you died in my place. On the third day, you rose again. Today, I give my life to you, and I will follow you every day from this day forward. Holy Spirit, fill me and empower me to be everything that God has called me to be. I will serve you all the days of my life. I'll never look back. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, in just a minute, our prayer partners are going to be up front as we dismiss. And I'm going to invite you to come down. I'm going to ask you to come down and let somebody know and say, you know what? My life just wasn't right with the Lord, and I prayed that prayer. And they're going to give you a few instructions. They're going to pray over you and give you some next steps and some things you can do in your life to move forward in your walk with the Lord. One more thing in here. How many of you would say that you need to work a little bit on living a life of honor? Man, most of the room. Okay. Side, just kind of bow your life. Just inside, just kind of bow your life before Jesus. Just begin to meditate on him for just a moment. He honored you so much that the king of kings laid down his deity so that he could come and be sacrificed as our lamb. How much more should we honor others? Lord, I thank you for all the ones here that raised their hand and said, yes, I need to live more of a life of honor. I pray, God, that you would be there and you would be their strength and their confidence. You would help them to, you would help empower them so that they can truly begin to see people with your eyes, God. They would see people the way that you do, not, not by what they've done, not by their past, not by the way they look, not by the way they smell, but they will see them the way that you see them. They'll see the potential. 
they'll recognize that what they see on the outside isn't what God created on the inside. Lord, help us. Help us to honor others, to put other people before ourselves. Lord, we lay our selfishness, our, 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 the way that we can tend to be so just materialistic and self-consumed, we lay that aside in our surrender. And we choose to prioritize people first. Lord, people are the most valuable thing to you. And so we declare that people are the most valuable, valuable thing to us. Lord Jesus, we choose to be your hands and feet. That everywhere we go, the people will feel your embrace and your love and your hope and your grace. Lord, as we go forth, let us be a shining example, a beacon of hope and light in this world. Because you're living through us. We love you. We give you honor and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and ask our prayer partners to come forward. Our pastors, our elders, they're going to be down here on the sides, uh, beside the face speakers here. And if you have a prayer need of any kind, like I say, if you surrendered your life, come down, let one of them stand and agree with you in prayer. Maybe you have a prayer need of some kind, whatever it may be, please come down. Let somebody stand. Let them pray over you. Let them agree with you uh, this, this morning. Um, guys, y'all have a great day. Hopefully, you're going to honor your mother. Maybe your mother's not around. Honor somebody. Be a blessing to every person you come in contact with. Amen. Guys, we love you. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. You are dismissed. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662 890 1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.